Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Oh, yeah! Who likes Hamilton? Anybody? Three of you with me. Awesome. For those of you that haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it. Um, I have some internet movie video things that I watch that are free and illegal if you want to know what the link is for those. Um, but here's the deal. This movie, I'm totally honest. And so this movie, I love and I enjoy it. It's like one of those movies, the first time you watch it, it's a play that's recorded. So it's a little bit different. And, and Derek, uh, Derek's going to tune a lot of this out, but he shouldn't because I'm speaking to him today. Um, but Derek's not a musical guy, and, and I forgive him for that. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you get who you get as an executive pastor, and so we're stuck with him, even though he doesn't like music. I love musicals. Anybody like music? Are you any musical? Yeah, awesome, awesome. There are some guys here that are bold enough like me to raise their hand. For those of you that have that super testosterone, don't hate on me today. Um, you know, just bring me in and let me shoot guns with you or something, all right? Um, th- what's been one of the most difficult things the last few months, months has been not going to live theater. I love live theater. Some of you I was in live theater with, and I enjoy that. I don't know about you, but I have missed that greatly. And so when they put this on streaming July 3rd, I was so excited and so ready to watch it. And my daughter, of all people, goes, Dad, you can't watch it. And I'm like, what? She goes, you have to wait for me. And I'm like, I want to wait for you, you know? And so we waited, and we sit up late, and we watched it, and my boys were like, eh? And and me and JC, man, I tell you what, we we are like we just get it in our you know our Spotify list and we listen to it over and over and over. anybody like that? Is anybody weird like me? Like you just yeah okay. And so I do that. I I have a passion in my heart for musicals. And and for those of you that don't, let me just share with you kind of the story here about Alexander Hamilton. Uh, the lead in it is the one who wrote the score. He wrote it. He studied this out. He looked at the history of Alexander Hamilton. And for those of you that don't know, he is one of uh, those that was one of the founding fathers of our country, and he really looks into the history. In fact, there's a lot of, let me just warn you right now, there's a lot of PG-13 close to R uh, scenes within this movie. Yes, it is on Disney, but still. And so be careful if you're like, hey, Pastor Chris said we should take our kids and watch this. I'm just warning you right now. And uh, one of the things, though, is you see him for who he really is. In fact, there's times where he yells, there's times he curses and these other things. And, and I'm like, is that really who Alexander Hamilton was? And so I started digging, some, doing some digging because I think for us in life to realize where we're going, we need to be okay with where we've come from. For where we're going, we need to be okay with where we've come from. Not that where you've come from is perfect, not where you come from is bad or good, but we need to accept that that's where you came from. You can't go back. We don't have the DeLorean to go back in time and change it. That's not in Hamilton. That's a different movie, okay? And so in this movie, we look at Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton wrote a lot of what's known as the Federalist Papers, which were defending the Constitution of the United States. He's friends with another lawyer, and they kind of battle it out throughout the movie. I won't give it away. You can read about it. Um, but one of the things historically that maybe you don't know, and I was embarrassed because all my kids were like, Dad, we know this. Did you know he's on the $10 bill? How, how many, come on, how many didn't know that? Thank you, thank you. It makes me feel better. He's on the $10 bill. I'm like, wow, it's, this is really good. Do, 
no, the reason he's on the $10 bill, though, for those of you that knew that, he's on the $10 bill because of the history of which he came from. He was born in what's known as St. Kitts in the Caribbean island, became an American, really helped getting our uh, society together. But one of the things that he's known for as one of the founding fathers is he got the first bank established. So, hence, we see him on the $10 bill. So, just a little bit of, of history there. There he is. And uh, uh, in the movie, he looks a little different than that. But, I don't know, I can't watch everybody with the wigs all the time. It's just kind of weird to me. So, what I want to talk today about is this. How many of you, just by round of applause, because we're not supposed to shout, but you can shout. How many, through round of applause, have things in your past that you don't like? Okay. Me too. Some of them are regrets. Some of them are things that we want to change. Some of it was out of our control. Some of it is family members. You didn't choose them, did you? You got stuck with them. Some of it is different situations that you've walked through that have been really good or maybe really tough or maybe you didn't handle something a certain way you should. Maybe you've walked through something that no one else understands and you wish they did. Maybe maybe you have something going on inside of you that no one else knows about and you're afraid to chat about it, you're afraid to talk about it, you're afraid to bring it up. And, and we look at those things, but I, I don't want that, I don't want us to get stuck there, especially during this time. I'm tired of talking about COVID. I'm I'm tired of talking about the new normal. I'm tired of talking about everything from the past few months. But I think what's really easy for us to do is really convenient to watch online. It's really convenient to not be a part of people's world anymore because we might get offended. It's really hard in our society right now to continue to want to go after the future. And we see that in our mental health crisis. And so what I want you to see today is when we look to the history, it's important because that helps define who you are and it helps you to know where you get to from where you came from. And so we need to know that today. How, how many of you, let me just ask this this morning, are, you know, we all grew up dreaming of somebody we'd become. You know, maybe it was an astronaut, or, you know, maybe it was a veterinarian, or maybe it was an NFL player, or maybe it was a major league baseball pitcher, but I was afraid of the ball, so that didn't work very well. Or, or maybe, maybe it was an actor on Broadway, you know, I, maybe, maybe it was, I, I never wanted to be a pastor. That was not my dream. That was not anything. And, and so how often, how many of us end up doing something vocational? That's never anything we ever dreamed of. You know? What happened? And so when we do that, all of a sudden we accept today, we accept the present, but we go, maybe that'll never happen. Maybe my dream doesn't matter. Maybe I'm just stuck in the way it is and I'll never get there. And what happens is we become complacent. We become apathetic. Rather than being content, we go, I wish it was like that, or I wish I could have changed that. Or we go, you know what, my dream will never come true. I'm not doing what I want. I'm just, I'm just a pastor. I'm not going to be an actor, or this or that, or the other thing, and whatever you might fill in the blank for you. Well, in this next clip I want to show you this morning, this is one of my favorites. And uh, we'll see if you can figure out who this voice is. Most of you have seen another movie with this gentleman's voice. But this, and we're going to crank this. It's not the greatest clip. I apologize. It's hard to find clips from Disney+. Plus, Man, they protect that thing like a vault. All right? So this part in the movie slash play, this is King George. And he's singing, talking about how they will be back. He's saying, okay, you're going to this new free land. But he's going, you know what? You're going to come back eventually. I just know it. And it's the satire 
every time you see King George that basically, here's what I want you to catch if you've seen Hamilton, he's saying, you know what? You know what? You see that new future, that new dreamland, that America, it's going to be great. But he goes, you know what? You're going to come back to this oppression. You're going to come back here because it's comfortable. It's what you know. And I'm not going to let you escape. And so today, I want you to find freedom wherever you're at to dream again, to see the future. What's the dream that God's put in your heart that because of our last six months as a nation, as a culture that we've lived through, it's become very easy to be oppressed, to be in those chains, or to not even be content with where we are today, to continue to go, what's next? What's the big move that God can do in and through my life? One more thing, and then we'll play the clip. I believe that God is calling every single one of you, as I've prayed this week and as I've put this message together, to dream again, okay? I want you to dream again. Not not for the bridge church, not, no, this is not like a vision talk for the bridge, okay? This isn't like, well, how do we become, a, you know, a bigger church or anything? This is for you, personally. What is the dream? Well, how did, well, God created you with dreams. Now, some of you are living them out, which is awesome. Some of you aren't, and sometimes that's hard, and what I want you to see today is the fact that God wants you to dream again. What's the dream? What is the dream? I don't it could be a million different things. Maybe the dream is having communication with you know somebody you don't anymore in your family. Maybe the dream is expanding your business. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe your dream is closing a business. Maybe your dream is retirement. I don't know what your maybe your dream is to become debt free. But I don't know what your dream is. I don't know all of you, every single person your dream. But God has given you that and let me say this. I am encouraging you to dream big. Well, Pastor Chris, what if the dream doesn't happen? It's not about the dream happening. It's about trusting the giver of the dream. Okay? When we trust the giver of the dream, we're putting ourselves in His will for Him to do what He wants in and through us. And let me just say one more thing. We'll play this clip. If you can accomplish the dream on your own, I want to challenge you that it's not big enough. Because if you can do it on your own, then you don't need God to help you with it. Okay? Can I hear a good amen? Let's play this clip. Here we go. price of my love's not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry in your tea, which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by. Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away. Now you're making me mad. Remember despite our estrangement, I'm your man You'll be back Soon you'll see You'll remember you belong to me You'll be back Time will tell You'll remember that I served you well Oceans rise Empires fall We have seen each other through it all And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion To remind you of my love da 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 greatest line right there. Is that, that's awesome. Okay. Some of you know his voice from something else. All right. 
I, I just love this right here. He's like, you're going to be back. You, you feel free? You're going after your dream? No, you ain't. You're going to be back to the way it used to be. I'm just waiting, and I'm kind of reeling you in like a John Fish, and I'm going to attack you and hold on to you again. And then he's like, he's like, oh, you think you're going to be free? Okay, I'll show you my love. I'll send a fully armed battalion to show you my love. Like, it's just, it makes me mad. Maybe they don't play this in England. Um... <laughs> what I want to say. Just because you'll put this on the screen, just because you have regrets doesn't mean you need to retreat. Okay? Just because you have regrets doesn't mean you need to retreat. And so I feel like we've done a really good job retreating the last few months. And now it's time to advance. Okay? It's time for you to take hold of what God has put in you and to live it out. That's part of our purpose as a church is to walk through with that and disciple you and walk alongside whatever that is. And maybe you're going, well, Pastor Chris, you don't know my story. You, you don't know. I'm not like one of those people in the Bible. Well, like who? But, well, how about Noah? You know, God wiped away the whole world and saved Noah. But, but do you know that Noah was a drunkard? Noah got drunk. God still used him. And we paint Noah's picture in our nurseries. I mean, come on, somebody. What about Abraham? You know? What about Abraham? He could have gave up hope on his dream. He was an old man that God chose to use somehow. He could have given up and he could have gone back to the way it was. What about Jacob? You know, you talk about these guys in the Bible, how great they are. What did Jacob do to his dad to inherit his birthright? Did he lie just a little fib? Yeah, Jacob was a liar. What about Gideon, the judge? He was afraid. He was a scaredy cat. He's like, God, I know you're telling me to go do it, but I I don't want to. Not me. No, God, I can't do it. If your dream doesn't scare you, it is not big enough. Your dream doesn't scare you, probably not big enough. What about Rahab? We'll keep it PG. But Rahab, okay, for those of you that don't know Rahab's story, they went in to look at the promised land and to spy it out. And they went and they trusted in Rahab, who Rahab had a different line of work than that we don't encourage within the church. And we'll just leave it there. If you don't know, she was a prostitute. David, David looks across and sees this beautiful woman and falls in love with her. There's just one problem. She was married. And she's like, he's like, I gotta, I gotta take care of business because I like her. And so David not only wants to marry her, he decides to have her husband murdered. And then we read in the Psalms that David is a man after what? God's heart. Okay? So maybe you're going, well, I don't know if God can use me. Well, he's using murderers. He's using drunkards. He's using prostitutes. I, 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 don't, I don't know where your theology sits, but if that's the case, and it depends on us and not Christ, then it's bad theology. Moses was a murderer. He murdered somebody that was doing something he shouldn't have before he took the entire Israelite people out of slavery. Elijah. Elijah, do you remember this in 1 Kings chapter 18? I love this story. It's one of my favorite biblical stories. It's one of the craziest miracles. Elijah is sitting here and and he says, we're going to have the real God stand up today. Who is it? And you have all all these false prophets of Baal that are like, no, we're it. We're the ones that can do all the miracles. And he says, I'll tell you what, you make your offering, I'll make mine, and we won't get into all the story. But let's just say... The Baals cried out, the prophets of Baal cried out and cried out and cried out and said, Come, save us, take my offering. And gee, shocker, nothing happened. And Elijah, he like douses water on his offering to God and again and again. And he asks God to consume his offering. And God comes and consumes his offering and the offering of the other gods, takes it all. And he sees this miracle take place. Well, the next chapter, you flip the page over and you see Elijah running for his life saying, God, just kill me. 
biggest miracle he's ever seen. He goes, God, I'm, he became suicidal. He wanted to end his life. Jonah, do we even need to talk about him? Okay? This, uh, for whatever reason, we keep painting this stuff in our baby's room. Jonah, he ran away from God, just like some of you. Uh-oh, got real. And I think about Peter. Peter in the New Testament. Peter, friend of Christ. You know, one of the three closest friends of Jesus. Hanging out. They're at the campfire. They're eating s'mores together, you know. Marshmallows were grasshoppers back then. It's fine. Okay? I had my kids convinced, by the way, totally off the subject, that marshmallows came from the marshmallow plant. Alright? I did have them convinced. Some of you... Some of you think it does still. That's okay. I did for a while. Peter loves Jesus with all his heart. Peter walks on water. Peter takes the faith risks. He, Peter's got to be the dreamer of the group. Peter's the visionary of the group. In fact, we later hear Jesus say to Peter, on you, I'm going to, you Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. But there's three things that Peter did, and they're all the same. He denied that he even knew Jesus. And yet Jesus still utilized him, still built his church upon him. In fact, we even have books from Peter within our New Testament. The disciples, last one here, what did they do? Jesus like, I need you right now. This is before I get crucified. Please pray. Pray. Stay awake and just pray. I need it. And what they do? <clears throat> they were out cold, man. Weren't they? They were out cold. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. It says, brothers and sisters, Paul writing, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Today, I encourage some of you to stop being offended by stuff in the past. You need to let it go. Now, if you had a conversation with my wife right now, she would say, honey, did you hear your own point today? Is that fair? She was thinking it, yeah, if you didn't hear. I tell you what, don't ever preach on what you think you're going to have to walk through, okay? Don't ever do it. Because here we are, we had a tough week. We had, to, uh, we had a funeral for my cousin who passed away after a four-year battle of cancer this week. We, we sat through a three-and-a-half-hour board meeting for the school on Friday, which a lot of you did as well. And, and I tell you what, there was a lot of things going through the back of my mind. I was, I was mad at God. I was frustrated at some family that I have. Anybody else ever get frustrated with your family? It's just me. Just, just me, just the pastor, okay? It's because you're not willing to say it. That's why you're not up here and I am, okay? No. Well, I'll be up here. We've all been frustrated with family. We've all been frustrated with each other. Maybe, just, just maybe one of us in this room has been offended by something the last six months. I, just, I, just a random guess. If you haven't been, you're, you're, you're not here, okay? So let me share this with you today. Stop letting your past paralyze your present. Stop letting your past paralyze your present. We're going to keep dreaming. I believe that's what God has. But we want to live in the freedom that God offers for you and I today. And I tell you what, right now I'm preaching to myself. You can talk to the elders. You can talk to my wife. Okay? Little, feel a little hypocrisy right now for me to be, if I'm being very real because I'm going, man, I'm preaching this. But this is one of those, one of those car rides on the way home with Heather later that I'm not looking forward to because I'm going to be told about the points that I shared how I should live them out. That was funny. 
show you this next clip. Go ahead and put your eyes to the screen. Brother word got around and said this kid is insane, man. Took a book collection just to send him to the mainland. Get your education, don't forget from whence you came. And the world's gonna know your name. What's your name? Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. But just you wait, just you wait. When he was ten, his father slipped full of it, debt ridden two years later. See Alexander's mother bed, ridden half dead, sitting in their own sick, percent thick. And Alex got better, but his mother went quack. Alexander Hamilton went through a lot. He went through so much. We actually, we see something happen with his son eventually passing away. You know, he was not raised from a great family. Uh, as you'll hear as the story comes out, he was in war constantly, but not only physical war. He was in a mental war constantly between work and his family, work and his family, back and forth. And, and his wife just constantly said, can't you just be content? Can't you just be okay? Isn't this, isn't this enough? And it never was for him. And we see that going on. Now, here's why I want to say that. Because as we go after the dream that God has for us, if you go after the dream that God puts in your heart, now for those of you that don't have one, ask. He'll show you. He'll give you one. He'll give you one. But be content with where you are. Not worry about where you're going. Allow God to get you there in the meantime. Because we see within this movie over and over again that he wasn't just content. He wanted the next thing. He wanted the bigger thing. He wanted the shinier thing. And I think sometimes in our world, that's how we are. I, I want to, come on, how many want the nicer car? Or we want the bigger house? Or we want we want catch the bigger fish? Or we want to have the better pizza? You know, or we want to have the better body? You know, we want whatever it is. And those are desires, those are dreams, those are goals. And those are fine to have. And God wants us to dream again, but He wants us to be content within the dream that God has for you this morning. All right, I got one more clip for you. Here we go. Let's go ahead and put your eyes to the screen. Imagine that so much it feels more like a memory. This is where it gets me. On my feet, the enemy ahead of me. If this is the end of me, at least I have a friend with me. Weapon in my hand, a command of my men with me. Then I remember my Allah's is expecting me. Not only that, my Allah's is expecting. We gotta go, gotta get the job done. Gotta start a new nation, gotta meet my son. Take the bullet central gun, the bullet central gun. We move undercover and we move as one. Through the night we have one shot to live another day. We cannot let a stray gunshot give us away. to the winds, Lawrence is in South Carolina, redefined and bravery, we'll never be free until we end slavery, when we finally drive the British away, Lafayette is there waiting in Chesapeake, how do we know that this plan would work, we had a spy on the inside, that's right, yeah, alright, so, this is the deal, this is the battle at Yorktown, they played this at the Tony Awards, that's why we were able to steal it and play it today, and so, uh, man, I just tell you what, if you're looking for a new musical to watch, it's great, but here's the deal, he talks at the beginning, I don't know if you noticed, but he says that he's not throwing away his shot. He's got this shot. And, and throughout the movie you hear, there's actually a whole score called, I'm not throwing away my shot. And here's what I want to say for you and I. Some of us 
feel like we've thrown away our shot. Some of us, you're not living the life that you dreamed. And you're going, well, if I just, if I get there, then I can be content. But I want to encourage you to dream, but be content. It's kind of a, it's a natural um, tendency to go back and forth. It's a natural tension that we're all called to have as human beings. I'm encouraging you today, just in the remaining time here this morning, have vision for your life. What's the vision that God has for your life? You know, Derek and I, a few years ago, we were down in in Pensacola, Florida. This was a fluke, by the way, that I didn't have this on. But we were in Pensacola, and we were talking, we were at a pastor's conference, and we were out on the beach, and I remember us talking, and we just talked through this question. Because we both go, man, what's the vision for the youth ministry, the kids ministry, what's the vision for the church? And we talked that through over and over, but one of the things that we didn't talk through or that I didn't think about often was what's the vision that God has for me and my family? Because I love all of you, but they're my main ministry. They're who God's given me to protect and to hold and to comfort and to walk and and, and really to be alongside. What's your vision for you? What's your vision for your family? And maybe you have one, and here's what I want to encourage you. We have become... And I don't mean this condemning today. I just mean this as an encouragement. But we have become, as a culture, as a whole, biblically illiterate. Can I hear an amen? Even if you're the one that feels that, we can say amen together. What's happened is we get scared of the Bible. We don't go to the Bible. In fact, I just want you to know a lot of the questions that people ask me. I go, here's where it is in the Bible. Find it, read it, let it challenge you, let it change you. But here's what I want to say, is if you have vision that is outside the confines of God's will or God's word, then it's not a vision from God. And so that's how to know. Is this God speaking to me? Is this what God is showing me? Does it line up with Scripture? If it does, cool. That's all you need to know. You know? If you're like, well, I feel like God's calling me to, you know, uh, I don't know, illegally do something. Probably not. Okay? But, but look at Scripture. Look at Scripture. There's about a million examples I, I could share, but I don't want the post on Facebook to get all offended right now. So, um, not that any of us have in the last couple months. You can be the victim or the victor. Okay? Victim goes back to the past and stays here and allows it to control their present. A victor says, I'm going to be content in the present, but still dream for the future. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Last scripture I want to share with you this morning. What then shall we say in response to these things? And here it is. Will you say it with me? Will you read it with me? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us. Do you believe that this morning? How many believe that? I do. I do. How many are banking on that, man? Come on, somebody. I'm holding on to that, man. I'll tell you what. Life has been strange. So I'm holding on to the fact that God is for me. He's for you. He's for us. Pastor Chris, you don't know what I did. Shut up. We all done stuff. You all been weird. We all been weird. Okay? We've all done stuff we regret. And our past keeps trying to like reel us in. Let it go. Accept it. Be done with it. Walk on. Okay? It's time. Okay? Don't 
throw away the shot that God gives every single one of us in this life right now to make the difference for the vision that he's given you. You know, the coolest part, there's this book called The Dream Giver. One of my favorite books. And in the book, The Dream Giver, what it talks about is it says, God will always give you a God-sized dream. And what happens is you start going after that dream. You go after for what you think the dream is that God has. And immediately, almost instantly, you get what? Pushback. Anybody ever felt that? You go after the dream. Pastor Chris said it's a God-sized dream. You get pushback right away. Probably means you're on the right track. Okay? Not only do you get pushback over and over again, but when you arrive and you find your dream, when you get there to that place, you know what you realize? Your dream was never meant for you. It was meant for a bunch of other people too. Okay? So know that it's not selfishness to go after the dream that God gives you. It's expansion. It's kingdom-mindedness. It's going. It's selfish to not dream. Whoa. It's selfish to not dream. So go after it. Now I'm not talking about pie in the sky like, man, I want to I wanna just you know, make a dollar an hour and buy a Lamborghini. That's weird, okay? I'm not talking about like even that. I'm talking about what is the purpose and the difference that I can make. I'm not saying it's bad to make a dollar an hour. I'm not saying it's bad to own that Lamborghini, okay? I own one. It was 99 cents at Walmart. They didn't have a DeLorean, so I had to buy a Lamborghini. All right. It's not bad to have big dreams. But live out the purpose. Follow it with Scripture. You see, God is for us. God's for us. Who can be against us? And we all say we did stuff we regret. And yet God is still for us. In fact, every single time we share a message, that's the gospel. That's the gospel that we share. The gospel message is, you know, we've all sinned. We've all fell short of that glory. And yet God says that we get to receive Him if we just confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord. That's all we have to do. In fact, we have our church number. You you can find it on the material in the back of your seat. And just text YES. If you want to say YES to a relationship with him. You can give us your name if you want, but we just want to do life with you. So here's what I want you to remember, and we're going to bring this to a close right now. Forget the past. Forget what lies behind. Paul wrote that. Live in the present. Be content with today. Dream for the future. But here's where I want to kind of wrap it all together right now, and especially with the life of Hamilton. One of the stories we read about his wife Eliza His wife, Eliza, to me is an all-star. She is one of the heroes in this movie. Because they don't talk about her a lot. In fact, they even talk in one of the songs that she puts herself back into the narrative. In other words, there wasn't a lot written about her. But she outlives her husband by 50 years. 50 years. Starts the first orphanage in New York City. First orphanage ever in America. I mean, talking about an amazing woman that we don't hear a lot about in our history books. And I'm going, this is an incredible woman. She walked through watching her son die. She walked through watching her husband die. She walked through all of this, living 50 years later. She was accepting of the past. She lived in the present. She continued to dream for the future. If she didn't, she would have never opened that orphanage. But here's what I see her doing. If I go back in time a few hundred years ago... She wasn't just content in the present. She's content with what the future looked like and content with her past. When you get to that place, you'll see God do miracles. Be content in all three. Not just in the present. Accept the past. Be content with the dream that God gives you because maybe it's a little different than what you thought it would be. So here's your action step. If you've got a pen or a phone, I want you to take out your phone right now. I want you to write this down for me. Right now, go ahead, take it out. 
pen, you can write on something. If you don't have anything to write on, just like scratch it into your neighbor's arm. Okay? Don't scratch it into your baby's arm, though. That would be bad. All right. It's real simple, but I want you to do this. And I'm going to ask you before tonight, before you go into your sweet room with your really nice my pillow pillow or whatever you have, you lay your little head down to take a little nappy poo before you... I hate that word, nappy poo. When you do that, when you lay your head down and you're going to the bathroom and then you go back to bed and you're laying there before your head hits the pillow, I want you to do this. I want you to write... This is, this is what you write down. Write this down. Write at least one dream down. Write one of your dreams down. Make sure it's a God-sized dream. Before the head hits the pillow, write one down. Why am I having you do that? Do you know that you have an 85% chance of doing something when you write it down? Write it down. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you, Lord, that you love us. I thank you, Lord, that you give us dreams. I thank you, Lord, that maybe you give us stuff in our past that we don't like. But, Lord, you allow us to go through that so we trust in you, not in our own actions. God, I thank you for our founding fathers. I thank you for our nation, Lord. We pray for our nation today. We pray for reconciliation. We pray, Lord, for racial reconciliation, God. We pray for democratic and republican reconciliation, Lord. We pray for civil unrest and reconciliation. We pray for our police department, our teachers, our pastors, our churches, our congressmen, our congresswomen. We pray for those that are in those powers, Lord, because they're there because they had a dream. And would they not forget it? Would they continue to rely on you and not their agenda? God, I thank you that you give every single one of us in here dreams. You give every single one of us in here a story that's different and unique, and yet you love us all the same. And so we just want to say thank you that you loved us to that point of sending your son. You loved us so much that you allowed him and you gave his life up for us on that cross so that whoever believes will not perish but has everlasting life. Not when we pass away, but starting right now. And so we thank you for that life, Lord. Would you encourage our hearts as we walk our faith journey out and the dreams out that you have for us from this day forward. Would you bless my church, Lord? Would you bless every person here, every visitor, every person that's watching online or listening online right now? God, would you just be with us in this week to come? Would we see the fruition of those dreams and the plan? Would, you, would we be able to see the future like you do and hold on to it even when it's tough, God? And so be with us today. We pray in Jesus' name. And we all said together, come on. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.